0: Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Then and Now, Part 4. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self study people, as well as those who are part of a church, for anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. This week is our last episode in this Christmas series. Next week we will post our year-end wrap-up episode on December 31st. Our first episode of the new year will be posted on the first Sunday, January 7th, 2024. We also want to note the world issues and how they may or may not fit Bible prophecy. The war in Israel is notable and should be watched for further developments. A most notable fulfillment of Bible prophecy will be what happens with the United States of America and Israel. An end-time prophecy is understood to mean that America will abandon Israel At some point in time in the future. When that happens, it will be a pivotal moment in history and Bible prophecy. Lastly and not least, happy holidays, a happy new year, and may you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, Then and Now, Part 3, was posted on December 17th. In that episode, we noted that grace is comparable to water. This means that water is used metaphorically for grace. Do you not use metaphoric examples in your speak when you talk with others so they know exactly what you are talking about? Now, with what follows, we can see why grace is analogized as water given the large areas Water can occupy. With that in mind, John Gill said, His gifts and graces, such as faith, hope, and love, and every other, be poured forth in great abundance. Another commentator, Mr. Barnes, told us the Holy Spirit had been imparted richly to all who were converted at any time or place. We noticed how this carries into today, as pointed out by Mr. Barnes. What the Apostle says here is true of all who become Christians, and can be applied to all who become believers to any age or land. Any age means at any time in life as long as this age of sinners is not yet past tense as it will be soon. It also says any land, which means no matter where you live, the Holy Spirit is imparted in copious measure in order to convert us today from our former wickedness or unsaved state. This supports our first study when we realized we can be To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Then and Now, Part 3, hosted on December 17th. This week, our study is titled, Then and Now, Part 4. Our scripture reads, But when the mercy of God our Savior and His love for man was seen, not by works of righteousness which we did ourselves, but in the measure of his mercy, he gave us salvation through the washing of the new birth and the giving of new life in the Holy Spirit, which he gave us freely through Jesus Christ our Saviour, so that having been given righteousness through grace, we might have a part in the heritage, the hope of eternal life. From Bible in Basic English, 1949-1964, Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. It should be noted that both verses 4 and 5 are part of a larger sentence in my Bible. Verses 4 through 7 are one sentence that says quite a bit. This week, we will examine verse 7. The last portion of the full sentence in my Bible. For clarity, verse 7 reads, So that having been given righteousness through grace, we might have a part in the heritage, the hope of eternal life. How are we justified by grace? Or how are we given righteousness through grace? that being justified by His grace, not by our own works, but by His favor or mercy, we should be made heirs, according to the hope of eternal life. In reference to the hope of eternal life, that is, we have that hope in virtue of our being adopted with the family of God and being made heirs. He has received us as His children and permits us to hope that we shall live with Him forever. From Barnes New Testament Notes Mr. Barnes supports his comments with this cross-reference in Romans chapter 8, verses 15 and 17. For clarity, I will read the three-verse context in Romans chapter 8 verses 15 through 17. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery leading again to fear, but you received the spirit, capital S, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry Abba, Father. The Spirit himself hears witness to our spirit that we are God's children. And if children, then heirs, namely heirs of God and also fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so we may also be glorified with him. From Romans chapter 8, verses 15 through 17. Starting with the spirit of slavery, also referred to as a spirit of bondage, the spirit that binds you. Or the spirit of a slave that produces only fear. The slave is under constant fear and alarm. But the spirit of religion is that of freedom and of confidence, the spirit of children and not of slaves. Compare John chapter 8, verses 32 through 36. From Barnes. New Testament notes. The comparable verses read with verse 31 added for the complete context. Then Jesus said to those Judeans who had believed him, If you continue to follow my teaching, you are really my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are descendants of Abraham they replied, and have never been anyone's slaves. How can you say, you will become free? Jesus answered them, I tell you the solemn truth. Everyone who practices sin is a slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the family forever, but the son remains forever. So, If the Son sets you free, you will be really free. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you want to kill me, because my teaching makes no progress among you. I am telling you the things I have seen while with the Father. As for you, practice the things you have heard from the Father. From John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. Can you see how everything can seem just fine even when it is not? Jesus tells us that there is a state of being what we call free and being really free in Christ. Again, to fear that you should again be afraid or be subjected to servile fear. This implies that in their former state, under the law, they were in a state of servitude, and that the tendency of it was merely to produce alarm. Every sinner is subject to such fear. He has everything of which to be alarmed. God is angry with him, his conscience will trouble him and he has everything to apprehend in death and in eternity but it is not so with the christian compare to 2nd timothy chapter 1 verse 7 from barnes new testament notes notice this segment from barnes new testament notes every sinner is subject to such Fear. He has everything of which to be alarmed. God is angry with him. His conscience will trouble him, and he has everything to apprehend in death and in eternity. But it is not so with the Christian. Our Bibles tell us why a Christian does not have to fear or be alarmed unlike a sinner. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 That all speaks to the spirit of adoption the feeling of affection, love, and confidence, which pertains to children, not the servile, trembling spirit of slaves, but the temper and affectionate regard of sons. Adoption is the taking and treating a stranger as one's own child. It is applied to Christians because God treats them as His children. He receives them into his relation, though they were by nature strangers and enemies. From Barnes New Testament Notes This passage from Mr. Barnes says a lot. I hope it really clarifies the difference between sinners and those saved in Christ by his shed blood for us. This really is what the Christmas message is all about, why he came to earth and was born in swaddling clothes and a manger because there was no room at the inn. Notice further that being justified by his grace, this is another way and means as well as regeneration by which God saves his people for He saves no unjustified ones, no unrighteous persons shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. Such as are without the wedding garment and robe of Christ's righteousness shall be cast into outer darkness. Whom God saves, he justifies by the righteousness of his Son, and whomsoever he justifies, them he saves. The justification here spoken of is a declarative one, which takes place in regeneration, and which that is in order to, as here expressed, that being justified. Regeneration does not justify any, but makes the justified to appear to be such. Justification is an act of God's gracious will conceived in his mind from eternity, by which he wills not to impute sin to his people, but to Christ, their surety, and that they should be accounted righteous through the righteousness of his Son, in which act of his will the whole essence of justification In his sight lies. This was pronounced on Christ as their head and representative at his resurrection, when he, as such, was justified, acquitted, and discharged, and they in him. And this is declared in the conscience of a sinner, by the Spirit of God, at his regeneration when he passes from death to life, and this declaration is here intended, and which is the same with justification by faith, and is here said to be by the grace of God, as justification in every view is, and stands opposed to works of righteousness done by men by which no man can be justified in the sight of God, in what sense justification is by the free grace of God. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. There are four things we want to note. First, Mr. Gill told us, He saves no unjustified ones. No unrighteous persons shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. The problem is God saves no unjustified person. Further, no unjustified person will inherit the kingdom of heaven. If those two items are true, then how does one gain access to heaven? We note further, Such are those without the wedding garment and robe of Christ's righteousness. They shall be cast into outer darkness. For the unsaved, it clearly states here that things are much worse than they may first appear. So, if we are unjustified, and God saves no unjustified person, how does anyone become justified? Mr. Gill states, Whom God saves, he justifies by the righteousness of his Son and whomsoever he justifies, them he saves. It may be a bit confusing here, but if we are willing to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior from sin and death, then we are saved. Then, whom God saves, he justifies by the righteousness of his Son. And whomsoever he justifies, them he saves. That is what our salvation is all about. We tell Christ, or God, that we are repentful. We tell him we recognize our need for salvation by Christ's death on the cross for us. And then, by the righteousness of his Son, we are saved justified making us saved in Christ. How does that work? Christ as our head and representative at His resurrection, when He, as such, was justified, acquitted, and discharged, and us in Him. And this is declared in the conscience of a sinner by the Spirit of God, and his regeneration, when he passes from death to life. And this declaration is here intended, and which is the same with justification by faith, and is here said to be by the grace of God, as justification in every view is, and stands opposed to works of righteousness done by men, by which no man can be justified in the sight of God, in what sense justification is, by the free grace of God. From the New John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. The final note is, justification in every view stands opposed to works of righteousness done by men, by which no man can be justified in the sight of God. This means, no matter how much good a man or woman does, otherwise called works of righteousness, by which no man can be justified in the sight of God, our justification is by the free grace of God. Receiving it is so simple. All we need to do is ask for it. To learn more, follow our link to Episode 2, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. Next week, we end this year with our episode titled 2023, Year End Wrap-Up. To find out more, join us next week play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, Give our episode titled Introduction About Us Who We Are a Listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g. Please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphens or spaces in unchurched. Also, because we are on a very secure European server, Be sure you type the lead H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash as it is required. Be sure you include it in any bookmark you make. This will prevent security load errors. Our site is mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant. Our site also has links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.